This is Client Side from Fox Agency. Hit it! That's what I'm talking about. Wait! Okay now, from the beginning. Gabrielle Lockis is the head of digital marketing and development at BNP Arval. He is responsible for defining and implementing the UK digital marketing strategy and executing the short and mid-term UK digital transformation strategy for B2B and B2C acquisition and retention. Gabrielle Lockis, welcome to ClientSide. Good morning, Nathan. Thank you for the invite. We're super excited to, to have you on the show. Let's jump straight into it. Um, BNP Paribas, it's the third largest bank in the world, but in the UK, it doesn't really have the mainstream brand awareness that you would expect. What what challenges does that present when growing Arval, the vehicle leasing division of the bank? Yeah, sure. So the main challenges uh, come from the uh, retail and small business. Um, the UK market has plenty of car leasing actors. Uh, from car leasing providers like us, but also specialist brokers or, or dealers or even partners. So some of them are very well known or establish a very strong brand awareness reputation. And as you know, in the UK, you can basically buy anything from, from the broker. So, and people are more keen to go them, you know, rather than the multinational pure players like, uh, like us. So that's why we have a very strong relationship with brokers because they can also play the role of our brand ambassador. If we then move to the mid, what we call mid-large market, the situation is is quite different. Different because we have um, a very well-established reputation. Our brand is well known, and we have a more mature audience. So someone is already expert to know about what does it mean, mean leasing a fleet, managing a fleet of vehicles. And our services and expertise are highly recognized. So let's talk a little bit about the consumer and, and the business division, because obviously you're targeting lots of different segments of the audience. Um, you know, you're targeting consumers and you're targeting businesses. When when people visit the site and they're looking for mobility services, whether they're a consumer or a business, that really change the content needs to change depending on sort of who who they are. So, what challenges does that present from a brand and communications point of view? Sure. So, based on the different type of users we are visiting our website, the needs are really different. So, you can start from someone is just looking for a vehicle. So, they go on the website for looking for product or services, but basically to benchmark offers or prices. Those are represent the majority of our visitors today on our website. So they are doing benchmark by themselves. They are like um, doing an analysis with uh, for their own single vehicle, and this is quite common across globally across our business. So it's not just a UK way of mindset. I would say it's really a typical behavior or a retail customer. In this case. Our, in terms of content, the focus here is more about educate about the business. So what is, what car, car leasing mean? What does it mean leasing a vehicles versus just a purchasing one or other solution like PCP? So we have to then, at the same time, we have to also explain why choosing us and not a broker or a partner or other competitor. So we, is a mix of showing correctly uh, and easily the offers they're looking for, the prices, so they can reach easily the vehicle they presumably know they're looking for while they're visiting the website, 
or, but at the same time explaining why there is this cost behind, what it's composed by. And then you go to the other audience, so we're talking about mid, large companies. They are not looking for a price. They don't care honestly about the single price. They come only to, to, ex to find a good partner who can help them, support them on managing their fleet. Well, not necessarily is just led by a price. It's more about a comprehensive expert set of uh, solutions, services, but also expertise that can help them to optimize at the best their fleet. In that case, the core services, no maintenance or insuring the vehicle, yes, that's the basic. It's more about what else you can give me to optimize my fleet. No, uh, We can have uh, solutions such as special product to manage uh, from a telematics perspective or uh, electrifying their fleet. So as you can see, you you it, that's the, the that's the challenge for us. One single landing page, you know, which is our home. We can start from the home page, you know, and then how I can drive the correct user to the correct content. And and what's the reason why businesses typically choose BMP Arvel over? other vehicle leasing specialists? I mean, what are you, what's your main differentiator and, and, and how do you communicate that to clients on, you know, through various touch points? So, yeah, sure. See, the um, BMP, we, part, we belong to BMP Paribas, so it's a banking group. Uh, this gave us a lot of um, security in terms of uh, sanity of the company, okay? It's a, as you said earlier, is a third largest bank in the world. And so the focus, we're following basically what are the main principles. So the main principle for the bank is being at the service of our clients and the, in, in the world in which they live. Um, their mission is to contribute to a responsible and a sustainable economy by financing and advising clients according to their highest ethical standards. So as you can see, it's a mix of advising, but also ethic. Principles, and uh, we offer secure, then sound and innovative financial solutions with regard to the environment, local development, and of course social inclusion. For us, CSR activities are absolutely important and very transversal, not across all the different segments of our customers. And if you then we're trying to project those views of the mission from other group at our business is basically. Uh, providing a connected solution and tailored services uh, in order to the companies to be able to optimize their employees' mobility and outsource the risks associated with the fleet management. We also have cases sometimes where the, co the company, the prospect for us, is uh, as a radio fleet. So we bought the vehicles, but in this case, they need just a support for all the services that go around. This is changing more and more, and they, prefer, they understood that it's better not to buy vehicles, but just to lease them. And this is just the companies that are early stage of this kind of approach to the leasing against the purchasing. And then if you go to the other side, so we're talking about big companies used to have in multiple countries um, lease, only leased vehicles. They, what they actually are looking for is expertise, advice on how they can be better optimized their, their own thing, their own uh, fleet. So, so tell us then how how you think about um, segmentation and, and and how you kind of target your audience, especially since there are so many 
different sizes of businesses um, and 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 their consumer audience that you're that you're targeting. How how do you think about you know segmentation and, and targeting? Yeah, so offering our services from like an individual, it can be you and me, no, to a multinational, it can't be the same because the needs, as I said also earlier, and especially expectations are different. While for individual and professionals, uh, it's like the price and the type of vehicle that drive their interest. For me, the large companies, the need is more to find an expert who can advise on how to better operationally also perform their fleet. Well, it can be also to build a greener mix of company cars, uh, to propose also innovative products. Let's think about car charging stations or dedicated mobility solution for the employees. We think about like e-bikes, but also salary sacrifice schemes are becoming more and more popular and pushed by the employers to uh, provide a better mobility solution for their employees. Makes sense. I mean, and and you're obviously tasked to deliver growth for Arval, both in the short term now, medium term, but also in, in the long term. But obviously, building a brand takes a very long time to, you know, to do that. Um, you still need to deliver in the short term. How, how do you think about balancing short-term performance with long-term brand building? Yes, so we, first of all, the majority of our fleet is composed by what we call a retail customer. So retail is a mix of individuals and professional, which are the uh, most difficult client to persuade to keep at the end of the contract because... The way they enter in contact with us, which is benchmarking with different offers against different competitors, is their way of searching also the new vehicle at the end of the contract. So we have to be sure that during the time they are with us, three, four years, we are capable to really improve and let them understand what are our brand values and let them understand especially what they're going to miss if they're going to then choose at the end of the contract to go with someone else. So one of the, our key ingredients of our brand building comes from our customer satisfaction. And this is something that, as I said, now we have to work on our every day. It's one of the, our pillars of our sales and marketing strategy. And it's something that we are constantly monitor. We, as I'm sure you, you're familiar with NPS, Net Promoter yeah. Score, no? as well as what we share with our prospect on our website. No? Trust is also an important pillar because it takes, well, decades to build. It's something we don't have decades, of course, with our customers. So it's something that can, at the same time, can be lost in a second. So it's something that we always have to work on. And I can give you an example. So to maintain our customer trust during the pandemic, we, we had to revise our approach to both our social media channels, but also our website to enable us to disseminate the right information to our customers quickly, reducing impact on our call center teams. We faced that something that never happened before for, for us, but actually for everyone, no? as you know, perfectly two years ago. So through this approach, we were able to help customers who were experiencing difficulties using a Q&A format on our website which directed them to social champions within the business who are still responsible uh, for responding to inquiries specific to the area of expertise quickly, helping to retain trust in our brand. So the impact 
of that, for instance, was not just in terms of process, but also in terms of role responsibilities in the company. We had to adapt ourselves to what the customers were expecting from us due to our unprecedented circumstances. And obviously, trust is, is hugely important for not only Arvel, but for the wider BMP Paribas brand. You know, trust in, in banks is is the foundation of the banking industry. And, you know, if that's eroded, then that can have a huge impact on the BMP brand. Talk about talk about the importance of trusts from Arvel's point of view and, and how that feeds into um, the wider brand reputation that BMP are, are trying to uphold. Yes, uh, you're perfectly right. Uh, being part of the group is something that is constantly monitoring. And uh, therefore, we have to follow some specific guidelines. can be internally, so from basically also in terms of which type of suppliers we should use it or following the same uh, grid in terms of evaluation, but also in terms of credit risk check. And also externally, a typical example is our brand logo. Our brand logo, if you notice, exactly the same one everywhere. What changes is just the name beside the, our green square. It means that immediately we are representing the bank wherever we are in the world. Then understanding who you precisely are, it's just written just beside the logo. It can be Arvo, can be uh, Cardiff, the insurance bank, can be personal finance. But the, 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 lo the logo is always there. So it's a clear message from the top, from the group, saying you belong to, to the same bank, banking group. And this is something we have to constantly remember every time we want to communicate or we also have to build a new product in order to ensure that it meets those criteria defined by the bank. And of course, in, in B2B, there's been a huge uh, sort of amount of research and conversation around emotion in B2B and the role that emotion plays in buying decisions. You know, for a longer time, people thought that emotion was only involved in consumer purchases, um, detergent, soap, etc., um, but now we actually realize, and there's a lot of evidence to, to back up the fact that in large B2B purchase decisions, emotion plays a huge role in terms of the impact on my career. What will this do for me if I make the wrong decision, et cetera, et cetera. So how do you think about emotion and the role that emotion plays at, at every point of the sales cycle or engagement cycle with a prospect from hiring a car, returning a vehicle, et cetera? Talk a little bit about that. You are perfectly right. We actually do not distinguish really in the way we, we explain the product between an individual and a professional. If you're talking about someone who's just visiting our website looking for a vehicle, because we, it's clear that the emotions are basically the same. What are one of the main advantages of leasing a vehicle instead of purchasing? You can actually, if you can't afford buying a premium brand, well, with the leasing, it makes more easier no? to, to have it. Then, of course, we have to evaluate the risk, etc. Basically, you don't need to buy a vehicle that costs you 50, 60, 70,000 um, pounds. So, um, we need to show off those vehicles because we are, of course, are not built by us. We are just 
leasing you a vehicle that someone has built. So our role is not to show you uh, the the car itself at the maximum because this is done already by our car manufacturer. This is not our role. Our role is just to make your journey very easy to quickly find the car of your dreams, the car you're looking for. You maybe already also visited on a dealership and show you clearly what is included in a and the price, but at the same time show you the right vehicle so that is really the latest model available uh, on the market. Um, and at the same time, sometimes emotions is not necessarily related to um, I want that specific model. Sometimes it's just I need a model, a vehicle now. So gives you a we our role is to ensure that you can easily find. And the vehicle that is on stock is available now. You don't really care about which one, of course, it should be in a range of prices that you can afford. But basically, it's just one click away. Or sometimes, and this is something that we can we start the process online to get going offline, is to look, maybe they're looking for the best value for money. So one of the main challenges for us, it's not just for us in terms of marketing, eh? I'm talking about more broadly sales or what we call our procurement team, is to find the right balance between customer expectation, but also what the market proposes at the moment. So specifically now, in the period where we're living now, in the beginning of 2022, but we think we will throughout two over the year, as you know, we have experienced some problems in terms of semiconductor shortage that are impacting also the especially but not only the the, the the automotive industry so we we know we we have to lower the expectation of our users so our role here is to let you exp express anyway your emotion but then guiding you advising you to let you make it more pragmatic and say okay what is really available today on the market what we can deliver to you now uh, because we don't have any choice and we don't have any power to, to you know to, to produce more vehicles if they're not there is no raw materials available and this is common throughout and everywhere not just of course in, in, in the UK. You you mentioned that customers have an expectation of the level of service that they would expect from both Arval and your other competitors as well. I'm interested to know where are the best opportunities for you to exceed that customer expectation and kind of over-deliver and surprise and delight the customer? Is it when they are hiring a vehicle? Is it when they break down? Or if they break down, is it when they return a vehicle? I'm just interested to know where in that customer journey do you find opportunities to exceed that customer expectation? There are multiple areas and steps, moment of the of the during the life of the contract with our customers, where we can give the famous plus one. No, so um, during at the beginning, can be finding, for instance, a vehicle that they thought was not available, or delivering the vehicle earlier than expected. The delivery also of the vehicle is a very clear moment because for the first time they can really touch. You know, and see with their own eyes what the what will be the vehicle they're going to drive for the next three four years, and the way we and we are very, we are very very attentive in the way we, uh, what is the process you no know, during the delivery, 
uh, it's not just giving you the keys and go away. We are here to explain you, uh, you know, or the main principle, how to, not just, of course, how to drive, but how to use the vehicles. They're becoming more and more like a computer, as you know. So it's not sometimes that easy to just, <laughs> and sometimes they're not even the keys to, to plug somewhere, no? <laughs> how do I turn on the car? Yeah, yeah. But, I've, yeah. I've sat in a, a, a vehicle for 10 minutes trying to figure out how do I turn on this car? It's sometimes it's uh, it's a maze. Yeah, in fact, recently we also added a QR code in some cars where you can shoot the QR code, you land on a specific dedicated page, welcome page, where we give other insights as well as some links to some FAQs uh, present on our website, like, you know, like a dedicated shortcut. So they can always uh, go straight to the information related to them. And sometimes we also have dedicated phone number from some specific key clients. Uh, so we know already in advance who they are, so we can give more of customized, no currently uh, service. Um, another moment, yes, a breakdown of fortunate. In case this happened, uh, this is also, I always use this as an example, as a paradox no, of, for our business. So people that are more likely to renew with us are the ones who got accident with us or during the, the contract or because of us of course no Be why because they can really test finally and uh, our service because if everything goes well during your contract busy you only have to call us twice to find the vehicle and to collect at the end the vehicle whereas if you have problems of course we hope hope not this doesn't happen then you you have to call you have to finally but we also delighted because you can experience really no the the the, the, the our service and uh, the quality of our services good or bad it, i will let them decide but of course it's also the key moment for us to gather more user experience feedback to also improve for the future our services so you can you have also situation where at the end of the contract for customers you didn't have any problem and that for us was also even better because, you know, in terms of pure PNL, no, we didn't have to pay any extra not planned maintenance. Having people, the customer said, thank you, but I don't really understand why should I lease again with you. I, I didn't really experience your service. I just drive a car. It was a commodity, right? It, it, it's those uh, times when, for whatever reason, there's an issue that's when you can show up and really over deliver and show the value of, of BNPR Val. Definitely. In fact, we have a team, what we call customer experience team, dedicated to manage also all the complaints, all the feedback coming from Trustpilot, for instance. And we know that since we really put more energy and attention on that, we saw much better feedback. Because sometimes people, yes, are using those those channels, especially when they're angry, not necessarily only when they're happy, you know? And when you are like, it's right. okay, you never use those tools, unfortunately, because also we would like to know why it's just okay. Sure. And then since we implement, you know, a more, uh, in the last years, we improved a lot that part of the, of the process. Uh, we gathered much, much more information and feedback that helped us already to improve the service, but also we saw the rating improving as well. Because sometimes people are just want, they just want to leave a message, just be heard, okay? So we, we use uh, social media also, also tools like a Trustpilot to have an open channel, you know, always with our customer. 
Gabrielle, last question before we wrap up the interview. There's There's been a huge push towards electrification of, of vehicles in the last few years with fewer and fewer people traveling for work due to the, due to, you know, the pandemic, more people working from home. W- what impact do these sort of trends have on your ability to drive growth for BMP Arvel? The shift towards electrification, uh, I'd say, started just a few years ago. No? But actually, we are seeing on in the last couple of years a real exponential growth. I can tell you for our business, uh, basically, especially sorry, in the UK, and in Scandinavian countries, so countries where already there are more electrified vehicles bought or purchased or leased against the typical what we call ICE, so petrol and diesel. One of the reasons of this, of this success is due to all the measures as incentives that government put in place to accelerate this transition. Uh, for example, providing low benefit in kind to support people with company cars and salary sacrifice schemes. If you're driving an electric vehicle, you pay less taxes because you are helping the environment. Providing grants for charge points because we also have to consider that, okay, if I'm driving an electric vehicle, where should I go to charge? So now, as I guess you know, but there is a law in the UK, every new um, building, home, they have to have included in the building, the construction, a, a charging point, a home charging point. So, um, so to continue the, to that transition, we want to be the leaders on guiding and promoting this revolutionary change. And we have great ambition with our strategy to take us to 2025 or the project we call Arbal Beyond. So it's true, you know, especially in the last two years due to the pandemic, you know, that we change, we all, all of us, you know, we change our habits. It's, we're not going to the office every day now. We have a slight in coming back to kind of no, no normality now, but I, I think we will never go back really to the usual routine. Uh, and it, it's, we know that also, it also we approved everyone and approved that we can be efficient also when you are working remotely, you know? And we also find other alternative solution to the use of public transportation. So, so that's why we are uh, recently launched alternative mobility solutions such as e-bike, which is a good compromise of staying healthy and being socially responsible. And we are more and more insisting on um, proposing a, a, a really shift in terms of the fleet mix, mix of the fleet of our middle big customers towards you know, the electrification uh, for all I just said. I'm going to bring the interview towards a close now. Gabrielle, and, and just ask for what advice you would give to other senior B2B executives looking to improve the customer experience across their businesses. You know, it may not be in, in the vehicle leasing sector. It could be in, in any. What advice do you have for improving the customer experience for B2B brands? First of all, be objective and not subjective. So never say, I think, I think, but rely only on data. If you do not have data, implement all the possible tools to start gathering data, because data are the only ones that really can explain or communicate to straight away what people are thinking or 
acting or using your services on tools. Uh, today, you can track basically everything thanks to the technology we are we are having now. It's available today, so it's absolutely important you start from that. So becoming a like a data driven company, then you can then start building your CX strategy, but based on starting from maybe what are the pain points. So the fact that we have people now dedicated on complaints or managing especially the key moment of truth that I already highlighted you know, before, but also no, at the end of the at the end of the contract, the collection of the vehicle is another critical moment. I'm saying this now, this is critical because data told me already years ago that are areas where we have to be very careful. So we have to really we had to really understand step by step uh, what are uh, what, what we are good, where we are not good, what we are perceived good, what we are not perceived good, instead of just sitting on our chair on, from our office and say, okay, I know what is the truth. And this is something that is still in processes and going on in our, but in different areas. Absolutely love that. And a great place to end. Gabrielle, thank you so much for being on Client Side. Thank you very much, Nathan, again for the invite. It was really, really interesting. Thank you. If you'd like to share any comments on this episode or any episode of Client Side, then find us online at fox.agency. If you'd like to appear as a guest on the show, then please email clientside at fox.agency. The people that make this show possible are Zoe Woodward, our executive producer. Hannah Teasdale is our podcast executive. Jennifer Brennan is our digital strategist, supported by Sophia Ravanis and Alice Winterburn, our social and digital experts. I'm Nathan Anibarba. You've been listening to Client Side from Fox Agency. Join us next time on Client Side, brought to you by Fox Agency.